Thank you for downloading this free podcast. And also want to take a second to remind you to pick up your copy of Nightmare at Nibbler's. Of course, it's the real life ghost investigation of Greg Nibbler's house available now for your forever copy at funemploymentradio.com slash store. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I didn't know that's a weird thing. Isn't that what everybody does, though? Nobody does that. Because I guess I figured out all these different ways, you know, because I, I, I stress out sometimes. Let, let's not. No. I, I want to peel back the curtain a little bit. Whoa. Greg. I know I seem like I'm really cool, calm, collected. <laughs> You're like just on getting top a little bit too real right now. Pretty much on charge of everything. But sometimes I stress out. That's what I do. I didn't know that was a weird thing. <laughs> But I do love how much it bothers you. Hello, it everyone. It does. It gives me... I have a reaction to it. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, we got a, as usual, a, a packed show for you, a bunch of stuff happening. I do want to remind everybody, as I do... If you're going to do any shopping on Amazon, oh my go to God, that was like that was like two tenths of a beat longer yeah, than it usually. I know, is. but then you stepped all over it. I was trying to give like the ultimate pitch, no. and then you stepped it on it. The ultimate pitch. It sounded like you fell asleep halfway through a sentence. <laughs> that is, I like, was holding my breath. There's uh, a fact, oh God. Go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Amazon link if you're going to be doing any purchasing via Amazon. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> just just to pull back the curtain on this side of the table, Greg has been. Full on batshit crazy all morning long. Well, okay, it, there's some reasons for that. All right, I need to I know think. these reasons, but first let's tackle what we were talking. Okay, about. Okay, to address this now, of course, we broadcast on Periscope. Uh, sometimes we'll do we'll do some shows on Periscope, which is the app on Twitter where you can watch some live video of us. And I've got this ritual, <sighs> this thing that I do, and I do this every day. And I've never actually talked about it on air. I don't think we've ever brought it up. I also, I, I do this at other times of the day, too. I, as a way, this is going to sound, when I when I actually say it out loud, it sounds really insane. But this is something that just, I do. Just try it. See if it sounds crazy. That I do to help uh, just relax myself. I find it relaxing. I think it de-stresses me. Um, I hold my breath for a long period of time. It's just something that I've always done just as like a as like a technique to like okay I'm getting stressed out here's how I'm going to handle that or before I go to bed if I can't stop thinking I take a really giant deep deep breath and I hold my breath for usually like longer than a minute and then it relaxes me Sarah for for Sarah this is the most frustrating thing on earth. I hate earth it. I hate it. Because we're here in studio together and when I do that it she, bothers me. I take my giant deep breath and then I'm going to hold It gives the- me anxiety. Like as soon as he stops breathing I don't know like like I think like the lack of rhythm of it or something just really it stresses me out. Like the second he's just like he and he makes a big production out of it too. He's like <gasps> <laughs> and then he's over there, and then it just—it it sounds like all the air is being sucked out of the room, and it just—it stresses me out. Yeah, every time. it really bothers and so, you so much. So, like when he does it, I will take whatever is in my immediate vicinity and like throw it at him, trying to get him to stop holding his breath. But it's see, and that's the thing. Then this is, of course, the opposite for me. I think it's just you don't like the idea that I'm finding something to relax. That's one theory. But the the other thing is, I mean, I guess I never realized this is a strange thing to do. 
I, like, I thought this is something never that all been, kinds of people do. In my 35 years on the planet, I've never been around someone who just like sits there and holds their breath for as long as they can until they're turning purple. I thought I read it somewhere at one time, but I guess I, guess I there haven't. There are breathing techniques. There's not one where you just like hold your breath as long as you can before you pass out. <laughs> but I mean, I just, I feel relaxed afterwards. I guess, you know, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's exactly opposite. It's a calming me. thing. It's a calming technique. Like when I, uh, my therapist taught me like a breathing technique, but it's like in for five seconds, hold it for five seconds, out for five seconds. Not like hold it as long as you can until no. you pass out. But then it's kind of a challenge though. Then you see it's how It's not a you challenge. Can... No, and no. I don't think it's good for you either. I don't know. I don't think that's something you should be doing. Oh, well, I mean, it's something that I do. And so, so I was doing it earlier today and half the time I do it in here is just because I know it annoys Sarah so much. It bothers me. It, it bothers it me It bothers so you much. so much. It's weird. I don't know. I think it's because like you're just enjoying it and it's just weird. Like I feel like you're having some <laughs> moment and like I shouldn't be in here and then like you're not breathing and it's really It's creepy. not a moment. All I'm doing is I just keep, keep no, working on my it, computer. Yeah, it's... Like, I can't even explain to people. It's like, we're sitting in here, and, like, there's music playing or something, and all of a sudden, like, I'm over here working, all of a sudden, here, And then that's it. It yeah. is so... Oh, it's unnerving. I do not <laughs> like it. And so I will throw shit at Greg just to, like, make him stop doing it. Huh. Well, anyway, that, that there it is. And so, so we were doing that today, and then we decided to broadcast that on Periscope just to see how long. Minute 26, by the way. Minute 26. Minute 26. Greg could hold his breath. Uh, that, but that is But like, don't you ever worried? See, okay, here's part of the what? reason I also do this because I feel like it's training for like a disaster. Like, have you ever watched, you know, a movie like where Titanic? somebody's... Not Titanic, no. no. The cold is going to kill you in Titanic. It's not going to be holding your breath. But, so say but like, that to the person, the people trapped in steerage. Like, what if, you know, you are stuck somewhere where you can't breathe for a certain amount of time. This way, I'm going to be prepared when that day comes, and I'll be able to survive whatever whatever's going on. By sitting at a desk and holding your breath for yes. a minute and 26 seconds. Yes, because seconds. I'll have trained myself. I'm trained... I'm not really a prepper, you know, one of those people, but I do think about when disaster is going to strike. Are you strike. a survivalist? I'm a bit of a survivalist. Is this your survivalist technique a little bit? I'm like a, stretching out the, the old lungs, making sure that they that they work the way they're supposed to? I'm I'm a bit of a survivalist, I suppose that you could probably call it that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would I think I would pass off very well. I think it would work out very well for me. Um Well, it's very very irritating. Well, I'm sorry that it annoys you, but that is... You are uh, not sorry. If you were sorry, you'd stop doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm You're not, not sorry. You're not sorry at all. I'm sorry, not no. sorry. So why are you so stressed out? Well, for one, I uh, I had a dentist appointment this morning, which that was always stressful. how did that go? I hate going to the dentist. I haven't been to the dentist in a while. Yeah, well, see, I'm... I'm I haven't been for a little bit either, uh, just because of uh, insurance reasons, but mm-hmm. now that that's taken care of. Um, yeah, it's, it's always stressful. And it's always weird. It's weird going into offices like that, too, because I can't help but look at the other people in the room and wonder what they're in there for. Because mainly I think about that with a, like a doctor's offices. I don't want to do that. It's not like I'm going to ask people. But when you're in a waiting room, don't you look around and be like, what's their deal? What are they doing here? No, because I don't want them to think them? the same thing about me. But they are. People are looking at you. No, they're not. If oh, I'm, yeah. If I'm in a waiting room, like waiting for the I'm thinking about myself. I'm not thinking about other people. Oh, no. But other people are thinking about you. No, they're not. Oh, I guarantee. Next time you have to go. What's the most horrible thing that someone could be thinking about you at the dentist? Like, oh, I bet he has a cavity. <laughs> He's a real bad boy over there. Does he eat a lot of candy? I don't Does he have a candy cavity? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what it could be? Yeah. But I'm saying it. I do. I can't help it. I, I want to. I, I try to judge what other people are doing. 
what's right. going on. What, what are they in there for? And it's also, I, I don't really like going to the dentist because there's never anything other than, the, you know, the best news where they're like, okay, yeah, everything's just fine. You don't have anything to worry about. You're just waiting for that. Like, that's the good thing. The good news is that, okay, everything's normal. It's not, not like, like you're getting like a reward. Yeah. It's not like there's That's a giant. That's its own reward, isn't it? When you don't I have to guess. have your face drilled or anything. I mean, really, they have kind of the, one of the best systems there for that, for, for a dentist. It's like, oh, yeah, nope, you're fine. As people are asking, did you get a juice cavity? I do not have a juice cavity. Okay. Uh, no. Did you have to get a, a root canal? I did not. I have had root canals, though. Ah. My, uh, I've had, I had great dental care and everything growing up, so it's, it's nothing to do with that. It's just uh, I think there's something hereditary about... The teeth in my family, like they're, they're not bad, bad but teeth? yeah, you. Know, I mean, they 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 crack. I've had ah. cracked tooth. Ooh. Yeah, I had to have a root canal because of that because I cracked a tooth one time. And it was so I, I have a little bit of uh, anxiety still over going to the dentist. I went there. This was probably about ten years ago. I had to have a filling, and they I believe it was a filling that they were doing. And I went home. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was like on one of my back teeth, whatever, and. It was fine, but I went home and I'm like, wow, this really, this is really hurts. And I woke up the next day and it was like excruciating pain. And I went in there and they had cracked my tooth on accident. Ugh. Like it was, I was in, I was in so much pain. I called up the dentist. Like I was at work and I'm like, I got to go home. I can't deal with this. And I called the dentist and they just gave me over the phone, just a whole bunch of Vicodin uh, prescriptions. And I took that and they came in they're like, oh yeah, um, so we cracked her tooth, so we can fix that for you, and that won't be any charge. We'll give you a root canal and and fix that tooth for you. Ah, no charge on us. And so they did. That's what ended up having to happen. But yeah, because they because they cracked it when they were doing that. Wow. Yeah, I know. So it's that kind of stuff. That's like Derek. That kind well, of stuff Derek happens. has a worse one than that. Uh, our friend Derek, who um, who was the well, director of course, Nightmare at yeah. Nibbler. Well, Nightmare at Nibbler is where uh, they pulled the wrong tooth. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, where he was, he had like some sort of ailment, like a cracked tooth or something, and they pulled the wrong fucking tooth, Ugh. which is just so. And so, like, he was still in pain and missing a perfectly good tooth. Ugh. That poor guy. That is that is awful. Yeah, that's like Sue worthy. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have never cracked a tooth. Knock on plywood. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Fun. I've chipped my teeth, but that was on a forty. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, I have I have chipped a couple of teeth as mm. well. Yeah, it's happened. Anyway, uh, good news, everybody. I'm okay. Okay, well, if you never had to deal with an orthodontist, that is like 10 billion times worse than the dentist. Yeah, that does sound... I had medieval like torture machines in my mouth. Ooh. No, I had spikes. Like, I've, I've talked about this before. I had like spikes behind my front or my front bottom teeth Ugh. to like, stop me from tongue thrusting, from pushing my tongue. Tongue pushing. thrusting That's is what it's called? called? Mm-hmm. And I swear to... So basically, there were these metal brackets that were attached to my back molars that connected with this big piece of metal lining the inside of my lower jaw. And then there were five spikes that were curved metal. They basically looked like um, like curved metal, like if you had like a, like a paper clip or something. <sighs> and it curved Why it. do they have to make them that... Why they would they have to make anymore. it like that? They don't... I, this was in the 90s, so I don't think Why they would do you need anymore. spikes, though, at any because point? Because it, it trains your tongue to not push. So, like, every time <laughs> your tongue goes forward, it pokes it, and then it sends it back, which is so fucked up. Oh. And then I also had the one where I had brackets on four of my back molars, and I'd have to go in, and it had a key... Like, a padlock on the roof of my mouth. An actual padlock. Like, a piece of metal with a keyhole in it. And once a week... My mom had to go in and turn the key one rotation, which would 
pull my jaw in and it felt like my head was going to explode. That is so messed up. It was, it was awful. That's horrible. Not to mention, you know, braces and having to wear wax on them because your lips are all caught up. The, the never-ending taste of ambisol in your mouth because, like, your mouth is just in shreds <laughs> because of all of this horrible... That's horrifying. ...orthodontal work that you had. Yeah. I, I admit, I never had braces, so I, I never yeah, had I might to have, not that, have so I, I might not have any cavities, but I had so much orthodontic work done. Yeah, that's done. a lot of... It was... Terrible. That's a lot of torture, right oh, there. Oh yeah, it was. But I mean, that keypad thing. Like, I can still remember how that felt. The wow. tightening, like pulling, literally pulling your jaw smaller. <laughs> like that's pulling you by the bones of your teeth, Ugh. making your like reshaping your face. Wow, it was terrible. That's horrifying. Was Everything awful. you've just told me is horrifying. And now, I remember. Now that's going to keep me up at I night. I remember the little key, and, the, and it had a little With key. Fear the orthodontist. It was a key, and it had a little string hanging on it, just a, like a little loop, you know, so it wouldn't get lost. And I remember when my mom would do it, like the string dangling on my tongue as she'd be doing it, and all I could feel was the pain and taste <laughs> oh that string. God. It was the worst thing. She'd just do this as a monologue, some horror Halloween it monologue. It was terrible. And then once a week, she And then would, once the pain of the key twisting was done, I'd the put The key twister would arrive. I'd close my mouth and then I'd be stabbed with my rake. That's what it was called, by the way, the thing in <laughs> the front. Horrible. The spike thing. You should turn this into like a spoken word thing and I'll put some like Halloween music behind it or something. It was terrible. Like anyone who grew up around that, you know, but then and braces back then were clunky and they ripped the inside of your mouth open. So I just had to, I basically had like wax covering the all the insides of my teeth. Then I had also rubber bands attaching my top of uh, my top row of teeth to my Jesus. bottom row of teeth. It just gets worse. Uh-huh. It's like somebody designed it. Somebody really hated kids. It's like, how can I really fuck with these little bastards? So razor sharp braces everywhere. The rake behind my bottom teeth. The padlock on the roof of my mouth. Then rubber bands attaching my back molars to my bottom molars so that my jaw didn't get wonky. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was life. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. How are you? Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, a story out of Portland, Oregon. Greg, this is uh, Dateline Today out of Portland. An Oregon mother has been sentenced to 30 days in jail for trying to smuggle meth and oxycodone to her incarcerated daughter by hiding the drugs inside of tampons. Of course. Why would it not be? Not in the box of tampons, mind you. Oh, no. No, actually, no, not in not tampons wearing tampons. Oh, okay. Like inside the, ap- the tampon applicators. Gotcha. So authorities say that Elizabeth K. Sparkman, 53 years young, pled guilty, uh, guilty in Multnomah County Circuit Court to conspiracy to supply contraband, deliver, uh, deliver meth, and delivery of oxycodone after she tried to smuggle drugs to her daughter, Brandy Lynn Miller, uh, this past year. It always fascinates me, these mother-daughter, like, you know, meth teams. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, what point, you know, uh, is meth When did they start there? team yeah. up as meth buddies? Yeah. Like was uh, Elizabeth K. Sparkman, was she like, all right, now Brandy Lynn's 18. Now it's time for us to smoke meth together. Well, I mean, she does sound like a mother of the year type of candidate. Probably it just gradually worked in. Maybe the first time. Maybe. Do you think she got mad or? I don't know. I mean, but like it's to the point where the mother is like willing Sneaking to risk her, her freedom to... To make sure that Brandy Lynn gets her meth and oxycodone. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's to that that, extreme. Is that motherly love? Maybe. In a weird, methy kind of way? Yeah, I don't don't really understand how it works. Well, Brandy Lynn Miller, who is in jail uh, on an identity, uh, identity theft charge, has obtained special permission to receive treatment at a dental clinic. Okay, so that's what had happened. So she, dental clinic, I didn't even 
plan on saying that after I've done this stuff. <laughs> uh, so Sparkman, who was the mother, went in prior to Miller's appointment and taped tampon applicators filled with prescription painkillers to the back of the toilet at the dentist's office. Somebody's been watching some movies. Wow, that's kind of... I'm kind of impressed. I'm not even going to lie. It's a little impressive. Well, however, the plan was foiled when the tape came loose and deputies discovered the drug-filled <laughs> tampons on the floor before Miller could get to them. So the report said that Miller... They went to all that work and used crappy tape? Yeah, you've got to spring for the good tape. Yeah, go get for the good stuff. Get some tape or something, man. Don't use that dollar store like masking tape. That shit does not work. Uh, the report then said that Miller and Sparkman made plans for a second attempt using thinly veiled code words during a phone conversation. Uh, however, deputies were able to crack their meth code. And when she arrived at the Portland Dental Clinic again to make the second drop, trying to do the same thing again by taping the tampon applicators to the back of the toilet again. However, deputies were in on the... Wow. In on it, and they were able to find the tampon applicator filled with one gram of methamphetamine and 18 oxycodone pills. That's a big tampon. 18 oxycodone pills. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how I big know that you, probably, you don't know how to gauge a tampon, but. I, do, I don't. No. It's like. I don't really need. I don't think we need to go down that part. I was just trying to think of how many. Like those bubblegum cigars. That's, that's fine. We, that's that's the bubble co- gum okay. Cigars that's good. That that's in, good. In the green room. I understand. Well, Sparkman, the mother, has been sentenced to thirty days in jail. Now she gets to hang out with her daughter. Uh, so, oh, oh yeah, because uh, her daughter is going to be uh, in jail for four years for the identity theft case. Also, has been sentenced to an additional eight months in jail for her role in the meth smuggling attempt, or the, excuse me, oxycodone smuggling attempt. Greg, yes. if you could pick one of your favorite foods, what would it be? Oh. The one that you're always on. You're usually not pizza. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be pizza. It'd probably be burritos or tacos. Greg, or this some, is a story some about form burritos. thereof. I know that you love a tortilla burritos. and meat is what it would can be. Can I tell you about an opportunity that you can have to be a part owner of a very prestigious burrito company? Uh, what do you mean? Let me tell you how. Well, if you are able to eat a 30-pound burrito and drink one margarita in one sitting, then those are the only things standing between th- you and owning part of a restaurant in Brooklyn. A 30-pound? Is that what you just said? 30-pound burrito. Yeah, you can't physically... Who on earth is going to be able to physically fit 30 pounds? Well, a Mexican restaurant in Brooklyn is offering this, that if you can finish the 30-pound burrito along with one Margarita, then you can own 10% stake in their company. Now, how long do you have to finish it? Well, you can have for as long as it takes you to eat it. I'll sit. Okay. No, I could do that. But here's the thing, Greg. It's an investment. Give me a, a week. Bit. It's an investment a little bit. You're not going to eat a rotting, week old burrito. I will. If I, how good, big is this company? All right. Well, how big is to, the 10%? So here's what you have to do in order to start you have to pay $150. Oh. To, for, the, for all the ingredients for the 30 pound burrito. Uh, so for $150, this um, so this Mexican restaurant's name's uh, Don Chingon. Uh, so Don Chingon patrons can take a stab at eating the, this is disgusting, this descriptor, this toddler-sized burrito. <laughs> toddler-sized? Well, 30 pounds, though? Made with steak, That's chicken. bigger than a toddler. That's like a third grader. Or no, wait, I don't know how much kids weigh. Is that how much kids weigh? You're asking me? I don't know. I can't tell if they're like how 6 or 12. How big is a 30-pound kid? I know that my dog was like 12 when, pounds. They're like 10 when they're born, Muppet right? was like 12 pounds, so like double Muppet. Butters was like 70 pounds. So half Butters. 
<laughs> Roughly double Muppet half butters. Okay. That's right. what that's what size that toddler is. Okay. All right, so you can take a stab at eating the toddler-sized burrito, which is made with steak, chicken, pork, rice, beans, salsa, and then you also drink their famous, which I guess, I don't know, anyone can say it's famous. All right, ghost pepper margarita. Oh, that's lame. Why do you have to do the ghost pepper one? I don't know. They're just they trying to shake you out of it. They're trying to. Uh, and that's what I'm saying, Greg. I know you like a good competition, and they're setting you up to fail. I say you eat that toddler burrito, and you just. Toddler you burrito. Drink, and you drink that ghost pepper margarita. I mean, how 30 pounds. Well, upon successful completion, yes, Greg, you then will be able to own 10% of the restaurant. 30 pound burrito. So uh, I started typing in 30 PO instantly, it filled out 30 pound burrito. All right, I, think, I, I think I want you to stop 30 saying 30-pound burrito. 30 pa- well, I want you to stop saying toddler burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Toddler-sized burrito. Well, the press release and this endless 150 PR. bucks. Now, what if you don't finish it? Do you still get to take it with you? I'm sure if you paid for it yesterday, you get to take it with you. 30 pounds. So Don Chingon is a modern taqueria, says the owner, Victor Roby, who's basking in all of the public relations that he's getting. There's 1.72 pounds of... Uh, lettuce. Awesome. So they take a lot of we take a lot of traditional oh, wait, recipes and put our own spin on them. So this is basically the modern take on an eating challenge. Now let me ask you this: Speaking of eating challenges, you know who could do this? Who? Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut couldn't. Joey Chestnut could eat a thirty-pound burrito with his eyes closed. Joey Chestnut's old news, Sarah. Joey Chestnut is not. Old He's on news. his way down. He is not. On He's his on his way, way out. Down. Joey you like Lakers fans holding gun. on to Kobe. Like, it's <laughs> sorry, the run's over. It's done. All right, so you can tackle this uh, in a small group. However, you can't win a chance to own 10% of the stake of the company. You can win prizes such as cash and t shirts. So, uh, so basically, so for comparison, it says a uh, Chipotle chicken burrito with rice, beans, vegetables, salsa, cheese, guacamole, and lettuce weighs in at 1.72 pounds. That's what I was reading wrong. So, it's one, that's a normal burrito. Yeah. So it's basically 15 normal burritos. I mean, if you put it in that perspective. You could do 15 burritos, Greg. I do like burritos. I mean, if they give me time, oh, how about you give me... F- wait, 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 In this teeny tiny little print at the bottom, there is a limit. What? Under an hour. Oh, fuck that. Nobody fuck can do that. that. Why would I pay 150 bucks if I Actually, have to this eat is with, anti-PR. I don't eat a normal burrito in under an hour. I like to take my time you on burritos. You are irritatingly slow when you eat. All right, so, wow, this... Okay, first of all, when I go back to Brooklyn next, not eating at this place, because this PR is bullshit, because eating 15 burritos in an hour is physically impossible. Second... You also do under an hour without any bathroom breaks or discharge of, of any bodily fluids. <laughs> How it? So you can't like puke and. Oh, you can't throw it up. Also, this. Wow, the restaurant will also not accept responsibility for illness and or death incurred while participating in the challenge. You have to sign a waiver. I'm assuming. Yes, I'm. I'm assuming you have to. You have to sign a waiver for anything. Hmm. So How much like is this it. restaurant worth? What's 10% worth in it? I don't know. $150? <laughs> yeah, I mean. If I was rich, I would get one of those $150 Don Chingon burrito, $150 Don Chingon burritos. As soon as they gave it to me, I'd just throw it at them. 
<laughs> what? Why would you do that? Because it's a bullshit contest. <laughs> you would do that on principle. You pay $150, sign all the waivers. 50, I, I, I pay $150, tip 50, and then throw it at them. <laughs> and then you'd throw I can throw 30 pounds. <laughs> I'd drink the margarita, but I'd throw the goddamn burrito at them. Like all at once or piece by piece? Oh, I, I think all at once. Yeah. It would make a resound, like a, a very satisfying splat uh-huh. on the side of Don Chingon. I'm just, I'm just, okay, now after reading that you have to do it in under an hour, you can't use the bathroom. Like, that's bullshit. I respect a good challenge, but that's an impossible challenge. Just for some shitty PR. Thought you said Joey Chestnut could do it. Well, do, Joey Chestnut is a golden god. Joey Chestnut's not a normal human being. Joey Chestnut is amazing. Joey Chestnut's old news. <sighs> Greg, how do you like your coffee? Black. A new study has now come out claiming to have evidence that people with a taste for black coffee are most likely to be psychopaths. <laughs> God damn it. Set me up. Psychology researchers uh, now are coming out <laughs> saying that they have found that people who expressed a preference for bitter tastes like black coffee were more likely to be vain, sadistic, and enjoy manipulating and hurting others. The researchers surveyed <laughs> nearly 1,000 people for the study, splitting them into two groups, students and prison inmates. The what? groups self-reported on their taste preferences and also completed personality questionnaires. Wait a minute. They're comparing students and prison inmates. I doubt prison inmates have too many options for their coffee. The researchers claim... <laughs> that's, that's... No, it isn't like what they drink. It's their preference. Yeah, but that's, that's kind of a biased way to go about it, though. Maybe they have creamer in prison. Maybe. There's probably some crappy creamer that they can put in there. Or it's a student who's going to, like, Starbucks or something every day. Yeah, of course, they're going to get, like, fancy drinks. I don't get fancy drinks, and I'm not in prison. You get fancy drinks. No, I don't. You get your weird four splendors minus the one half, and then you add in a stir, and then you put the non-fat No, I get my iced with coffee your... with You the have, half like, some weird thing with your coffee that I don't... I've tried like, to get you coffee before, but I never remember exactly oh, yeah, you're, how it it's works. It's way too watery when you do it. It's That's, like I don't, really unsatisfying. I don't know what it is you want. Uh, for my coffee, I get a 24-ounce iced coffee oh my God. with three equals and half and half. Yeah, so that is my dream cup. Why I will never pick up. And then when it gets smaller, I, I kind of cut it. It's like if it's like you know 16 ounces, then I'll do like two equals half and half. Can't go lower than 16 ounces. Anyway. So psychopath, that's you. All right. So the researchers claim that recently that the recently published study provides the first empirical evidence for the hypothesis that uh, bitter taste preferences, a la black coffee, are linked to malevolent personality traits, particularly everyday sadism <laughs> and psychopathy. Who wrote this? Did Starbucks do this quiz? Did they sponsor this thing? Uh, it didn't. No, Starbucks didn't. I mean, why would they? They're, they're a coffee seller. Yeah, but they sell fancy drinks mm-hmm. with stuff in them. What? You want plain coffee? You're not a psychopath, are you? Are you a psychopath? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Psycho Greg, have one more story. I know that you've heard about this. I'll put some cream in it every now and then. Don't ever say the phrase, I'll put some cream in it every now and then. Put just a little bit of cream in it every now and then. And I do have a story. Greg, I... There have been lots of weird things. Of course, this week we've talked about the Jersey Jersey Devil. Yes. That's come out. Yep. Jersey Devil. Uh, Tell me it's Mothman. Is Mothman next? Oh. Well, I haven't seen the Mothman prophecies in a long time. I liked that movie. Yeah, that movie was kind of bullshit. It was okay. Yeah, it wasn't that great. I mean, it wasn't the most amazing movie in it the world. It wasn't really wasn't about terrible. Mothman. It kind of wasn't. 
That's what pissed me off about it. I'm like, where the fuck is Mothman at? Well, so we talked about the Jersey Devil yesterday. We talked about Sasquatches, of course, because of my painting that I did for the cover of Cemetery Dance magazine. You can check that at cemeterydance.com. Greg, today, today, the weirdness is aliens. More specifically, there might have been the discovery of an alien megastructure. Oh, yeah. Orbiting the stars near the Milky Way. Wait, you know about this? Yeah, I've known about this. this. You've heard about this? Yes. It's been out for like three days. Uh, I just saw it dated October 15th. Uh, that's a that's a new report then because you're missing out. That's old news. Well, astronomers may have found a giant alien megastructure orbiting yeah. the stars. They think it might near be a di- in the Milky Way. Either a Dyson sphere or a Dyson uh, globe. A star identified it. by the Kepler Space mm-hmm. Telescope may harbor structures which could point to an advanced technological civilization. Yeah, one of which we have never seen. All right, Smarty Pants, what's the name of the star? Oh, it's it's a bunch of numbers and letters. I can't. I, I the do star, which is named KIC eight four six two eight five two lies just above the Milky Way, and it was first attracting the attention of astronomers in 2009 when the Kepler Space Telescope identified it as a candidate for having orbiting Earth-like planets. Yes. But KIC 8462852 was emitting a strange light pattern, yes. stranger than any of the other stars in consistent Kepler's with a for younger, habitable planets. It would be consistent with a younger star, where it pulls in debris and different uh, things around the, the sun, but that would only last for a short period of time before they would be pulled into the sun, or they would, uh, uh, they would form their own little separate things, and that's because it would be a younger star. But this is an older star, so that's not really possible. That's not how it would work unless another star came through the system and pulled comets in close to it. That'd be a very strange coincidence. Or it's aliens, and they've created a Dyson sphere around that star to harness the energy and travel across the galaxy. Kepler works by analyzing light from distant places in the universe, looking for changes that take place when the planets move in front of their stars. But the dip in the starlight from KIC 8462852 doesn't seem to be the normal pattern for a planet. Maybe not Dyson Sphere. Okay, now we've already got people. If it was a Dyson Sphere, you couldn't even see that. No, not te- necess- okay, but that technology. That technology. A Dyson well, Globe, or what do you call the other ones? Uh, are you talking about the vacuum cleaners? I'm pulling it up here. So a Dyson Swarm. That would be another Well, Tabitha Boyan, a postdoc at Yale, told The Atlantic, we've never seen anything quite like this star. It was really weird. We thought it might be uh, bad data or movement on the spacecraft, but everything checked out. (laughs) Now, in 2011, the star was flagged up again by several members of Kepler's Planet Hunters team, a group of (laughs) citizen scientists tasked with analyzing the data from the 150,000 stars Kepler was watching. Lanolis tagged the stars as interesting and bizarre because it was surrounded by a mass of matter in a tight formation. And that is why it's strange, as Geeky Greg just uh, described to you. Aliens harnessing the power. Yes, this was consistent with the mass of debris that surrounds a young star, just as it did with our sun before the planets formed. However, the star wasn't young, and the debris must have been deposited around it fairly recently. Or it would have been clumped together by gravity. Now, uh, Boyan, who oversees the Planet Hunters Project, recently published a paper looking at all of the possible natural explanations for the objects and found all of them had some holes in them except for one, the fact that another star that had pulled a string of comets close to KIC, 8462852. But even this would involve an incredibly improbable coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's when Wright, an astronomer from Penn State University, uh, got involved. Now the possibility that the objects were created by intelligent creatures creating their own megastructures yes! is being t- taken very seriously by the team. Now as civilizations become more technologically advanced, they create new and better ways of collecting energy, with the end result being harnessing energy, direct energy directly from their star. 
If the speculation about a megastructure being placed around the star system is correct, it could be a huge set of solar panels around the star that are powering the alien megastructure. Holy shit. Now, three astronomers are wanting to point a radio dish at the star to look for wavelengths associated with technological civilizations, and the first observations could be ready to take place as early as January, January 2016, yep. <laughs> with follow-up observations potentially coming even quicker. Yes, uh, technically, I think the next ones wouldn't be till later in the year, but if they find something that is uh, very intriguing, they're going to bump them up the uh, chain there to get to the second reading. Yes, if they soon. find alien life forms and civilizations, I'm pretty sure they're going to be bumped up the chain, Greg. Well, they're not going to guarantee what they're going to try to look for, Radio signals uh, that would be uh, consistent with, uh, with technological advancements and <laughs> from a. It's been a whole week of the supernatural. Species. So there you are, friends. The proof is now out there. Alien megastructures are floating around in space. Yeah. And that is your world of crazy. Yes! There's something really daunting about alien megastructure. I yeah. just uh, that that phrase is really unnerving. Well, I mean, if they did it, that means they're millions and millions, of probably years ahead of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. They could be here right now. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Side note: I think I'm ready to watch uh, Battlestar Galactica again. It's been way too long. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's been a good like eight years since I've seen it. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would maybe venture back into it. Oh, I mean, I so I really good. liked it. It oh, is I very loved good. It. Yeah. It's very good. But I think there's enough other stuff out there that I don't think I'm ready to revisit it yet. Yeah, you're really weird about old stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't know this about Greg. Like, I really love revisiting, like, things from the... Like, Twin Peaks. I just watched Twin Peaks again. Like, I love it. I love watching movies, like, older movies. Like well, I just... I've tried to watch Twin Peaks. It's just not for me. Well, no, it's not for you. You just don't get it. Your brain just can't wrap around it. I, I can... No, I can wrap around no, it. I get just, it. I get it. It's just I a little just too smart for you. Don't find it entertaining. It's a little too smart for you, and that I just, get that. I love how that's always the default for people if like, you don't like their television show. Oh, well, it's just too smart for you. You just don't understand You just it. don't really have a cerebral Especially like, Twin Peaks people. That's how they always are. It's like, oh, well, you just don't understand the complexities of the... No, I get it. He asked for his coffee and his pie. No, you don't. If, and then, just by reason of you saying that alone means you don't get it. And then there's a guy who talks backwards, and then they have a magical, mythical town in Washington that's like 50,000 people, even though that's impossible. That would be like a giant metropolis in Washington. Um, I'm just going to wait for you to stop talking about it. Does that pretty much sum it up? No, then, then you're, you have a totally and uneducated in, opinion. There's some girl wrapped in plastic, and it's a whodunit. Any, it is kind of a whodunit. Well, that's the first episode is the girl wrapped in plastic. I knew that before I ever That's watched Laura it. Laura Palmer and you know her name. It, Laura Palmer, yes. Okay. Alright, do you have any ball talk? Do you want to talk it? about something that you slightly know about? Well, I do have something here that I was... Alright. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Sarah, let me tell you a little story about balls. Yesterday, we talked about <laughs> Major League Baseball. MLB? MLB Baseball. They're in the middle of their playoffs right Isn't now, Sarah. is that redundant? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Like when people say ATM machine? Well, I mean, I guess... Yeah, no, it is. All <laughs> right, so <laughs> Major League Baseball. Baseball. It's happening right now. They're having their playoffs. And they, uh, there were two, two big matches yesterday. Two big games that happened deciding 
two different series to decide who plays in the American League Championship Series. So this is getting down to their final four. Brass tacks, if you will. <clears throat> Brass tacks. Yesterday, while this show was airing, I made a prediction about Texas, the Texas Rangers, and the Toronto Blue Jays. Now the winner would go on into the American League Championship Series. And I made a prediction saying a certain team would win. And then after I did that, it was noted in our live chat that the game had apparently already started. And the team I predicted to win, Toronto, was losing 2-0 to zero in like the first inning. Oh, and that was when we were doing the show. Yeah, and I didn't know that, but I had predicted <laughs> Toronto to win. So there were a lot of naysayers. A lot of people saying, ah, look at Greg, he got it wrong. Well, let me just tell you this. You know who's singing my praises right now? The Toronto? All of Canada. Okay. Because I predicted the Toronto Blue Jays to win, and they did. Despite being down 3-2 to two at a certain point on a very bad... There was a, there was a strange call that happened, and they ended up losing, or, or they were down 3-2, to two, the Blue Jays were. So much so that it was a strange call where the, the catcher was throwing the ball back to the pitcher, and he accidentally hit the batter. And they called that a base, and uh, they gave the Rangers a run off of this thing. It's a, it's a weird thing. People in Toronto freaked out and started throwing beer cans onto the field. Apparently, oh, no. Apparently, they still give them actual beer cans. But it was enough to where they, the, the Blue Jays were trying to calm the fans down to get them to stop doing it. And somebody hit a baby <gasps> with beer. You hit a baby with a beer? Hit a baby with a beer. And the Toronto police freaked out, found out who it is. They have arrested him. He's probably going to get jail time. Wow. Some guy from the upper stands that threw it down and hit and, and hit the baby with beer. That's how upset they were about that call. But that all that being upset changed pretty quick because of what happened in the seventh inning through this weird, and I, I didn't get to watch it. I've only seen the highlights, but uh, through this weird thing that happened with three consecutive errors by the Rangers, the Blue Jays ended up having two runs on base. Or two players on base. And then Jose Batista came up to swing. Nailed a home run. Put the Blue Jays up. Blue Jays went on to win the game. Now this is clearly because of what I did with my prediction. Because I believed in Toronto. I believed in our Canadian brethren up it there. It is kind of weird win. that you like you even they, stuck to it I after mean, they were down two to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they totally came back weirdly and won. Totally came back and won. Are you placing money on your own bets? Because you really should I have. wish I had on yesterday's. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit of controversy around it because of Jose Batista. When he hit the home run, he flipped the bat when he walked off. And you can look up that image. I would say look that up and, and watch that because uh, it is pretty interesting. He hit it. He knew it was a home run. He flipped the bat and then walked around. But in baseball, that's like a that's something you don't do. Baseball's really weird with all their respect things and the, the unwritten rules of the game. You're not supposed to celebrate. Okay. You're not supposed to, you know, flip the bat when you walk off. It's not like you flipped it at anyone. You just, like, flipped it up in the air. Oh, it's too, like, yeah, me. Yeah. I mean, he's showing off a little bit, but he just Wait, hit so a home it a, run. Is it illegal? No. So it isn't like it, because in football you can't celebrate, right? Not to a certain you extent. Down, you like you, you can, can a little bit, but not, yeah. not a whole lot. Yeah. Which is dumb, too. They should mm. let him celebrate. It's, it's fun to watch that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, he... It, because of that, though, there's talk that he will be possibly facing uh, getting hit by a pitcher at some point because of his showboating. Oh. Somebody's going to uh, teach him a lesson about that. 
But regardless, it's not going to be the Rangers right now because Rangers are out. Blue Jays move on. In the other game that I predicted, Kansas City Royals against the Houston Astros. Sarah, who did I pick? I have no idea. Kansas City Royals, and that is who won. Kansas City will be taking on Toronto. And uh, in the other side of it, we've got two teams that are facing each other tonight. And these, one of these teams will end up playing the Chicago Cubs in the National League Championship Series. So this is a deciding game tonight. And on one side... What time does it start, do you know? I actually want to watch that. I'm not sure what time it starts. Okay. I'll have to double check that, but I believe... So it's the I'm Cubs, not sure. and who are the Cubs playing? It's not the Cubs playing tonight. Okay. This, is, this decides who plays the Cubs. It's the Mets-Dodgers, if you can pull it up. But in honor of that, we've got the Mets on one side. New York Mets, one of uh, the other New York team, if you will. at five today. At five, okay. I'll still be editing this show. <laughs> Alright, so... I'm going to let you judge based on their songs. This is a Mets song. We got the teamwork to make the dream work. Oh, I already like that phrase. Our friend Amanda Pants, that's her saying. All right. All right. So that's the Mets song. Now, New York Mets, they're going to be taking on the L.A. Dodgers. The L.A. Dodgers, of course, sir. Where were the L.A. Dodgers before they were in L.A.? New York. More specifically? Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. Good job. That was totally guessing. They were They were from Brooklyn. And here. Making a request. So I say D. I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 oh, I say O-M, O-M-A, O-M-A-L, O-M-A-L-L-E-Y, oh really, no O'Malley, Sandy Colfax, oh my God. Uh, I like the one at first that just got a little annoying. Yeah, now they're naming players. And we defy, defy the J-I. J-I-N J-I-N-T J-I-N-T-S Giants Orlando Based on that, who do you think is going to win tonight? The Mets You think the Mets are going to win? Well, Sarah, I'm sorry It's going to be Cubs versus Dodgers Oh. The L.A. Dodgers going back to the National League Championship Series. Sorry, New York Mets fans. It's not going to happen today. The Dodgers. And that mean, mean Chase Utley. Taking on the Cubs. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Well, I don't really have, you know, anything in this race, but now I kind of want the Mets to win because I said that they would. <laughs> See, that's the fun of this. That's that's why sports are fun. You just make a... Well, it's not I even fun because baseball. the Dodgers are ahead 3-1, and one, right? Mm, no, no. The series is tied. Is it tied? All right, yeah. I was looking at that. Are you sure? 
Uh, yeah, because it's a best of five series. So if they were up three to one, they would have already moved on. Oh, I was it's, so it's not like uh, basketball in seven. Yeah, the next round is seven. Okay, this round is only five. Okay, yeah, they they do it a little bit different. All right. Well, then you say the Dodgers, I say the Mets. All right. Okay. There it is. Mm-hmm. New York versus L.A. <laughs> oh boy. Different styles there, Sarah. Okay, Greg. Showboating or show tunes? Don't forget to go to Fun Employment Radio and enter in our Halloween photo contest. Yes. Yes, indeed. Sponsored by Delionitis Photography. Delionitis Photography. Yes, Delionitis. Oh, so you can actually go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the link that we have for Delionitis Photography, and get information there. You can also see all the info about the package that you could win if you submit your favorite Halloween costume that you've done. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So send those in to us. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Send us what, just take a shot at it. Yeah. Yeah. This is an amazing deal. And it is fantastic. Very cool. So we're doing this until I believe that we're taking entrance until the 20th? Uh, the 23rd. 23rd. All right. So you got yeah. about a week. Yep. A little over a week. Yep. So get those pictures into us. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You are all very fantastic, and we appreciate each and every one of you very much. Um, coming up later today on the Fun Employment Radio Network will be the Carl Show starring Jason. That's true. Followed by The Butcher Shop. <laughs> Two shows right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. You can subscribe to the Fun Employment Radio Network and support us and all of the fine programming here on this network by helping us have a great studio to broadcast from and bring you all this content by going to funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe. It's $6.99 a month. (laughs) The first week is free. You get 24-hour access to the live stream of shows or replays of shows and and specific stuff that only you can hear on here. Yeah, I mean, you can hear all of the music shows, which are phenomenal that yeah. we can only live stream we can't yep. legally download those so. yep absolutely absolutely and then uh, access to the archives and a lot of exclusive stuff and we appreciate everybody who is uh, who is able to do that there we go that was real sweet Greg real sweet real mm-hmm. sweetheart that's what a lot of people call me nobody calls you that yep that tough outer shell that I've got he's just a rugged man calm cool collected sweetheart these are all things people say I am a person, Sarah. Are you? I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Welcome. Bye, friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.